This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and UpSnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. You're listening to The Stuff and Junk Show with Tom Jacobs. Get ready for fresh insights on stuff and junk informed by channeled wisdom. Tom will inspire you to shed those karmic stuff and junk balls and chains once and for all. To make meaningful change, you have to get to know your stuff and junk, and you have to release it. And now, here's Tom. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Soul's Journey, or welcome back if you're a regular listener. Uh, I Honestly, I don't think I have ever done anything for an April Fool's Day joke, but I thought that that would be uh, that would be fun to do. And thanks to uh, Kira, uh, my producer, for for playing along. So this is the Stuff and Junk Show tonight. I'm going to be talking about um, something that looks kind of specific about doing a karmic profile of Senator Ted Cruz, but actually I'm going to use him as a kind of a symbol of something else we're supposed to be looking at collectively regarding the transit of Saturn through Sagittarius. And right now, Saturn, uh, a few weeks ago, began its five-month annual retrograde period. So we're supposed to not just do a reality check on the power of beliefs, which would be a one, one thread of the transit of uh, Saturn through Sagittarius, but also its retrograde period. So we're supposed to revisit why we believe what we believe, and and why we give power in that way. So we're going to look at him specifically, but also in terms of this this uh, broader transit that you'll find is uh, I think you'll find is relative uh, and important to uh, to what you're up to in your own life. His politics, he's a he's a Tea Party Republican. This is not um, mainstream even within Republican circles and certainly probably not among contact talk radio audience. But I think it's really important to be, to be aware of, of, of this guy and what he thinks. He is also the first uh, person to announce he's running for his party's uh, nomination for the presidential uh, candidacy in 2016. So he, in a lot of ways, he is the youngest or the first to do this or that, and he's definitely an achiever. And we're, we're going to look at him and then frame it in terms of uh, Saturn and Sagittarius. So, so that's the scope of the show. I will give you his birthday to two uh, when we start with that. Actually, I'll give it to you now. So if you're listening, you can uh, – if you want to follow along with this chart, you can do that. Uh, December 22nd, 1970, we don't have a birth time, and I recommend that you draw up a chart without house cusps. Like, Don't draw it up for 6 a.m. just because you don't know what time it is. I think that's deceptive because it does put in houses. I Put in time unknown. The chart itself will be drawn up for noon but with no houses. Uh, in Calgary, Alberta, in Canada, and so yes, he wasn't he wasn't even born in the the Tea Party states of America. Um, anyway, so so that's his birthday. We'll, we'll come back to that again. December twenty second, nineteen seventy, in uh, Calgary, Alberta. Um, I do want to do some announcements to let you know what's uh, what's going on. Last Thursday began a series of four channeling and energy work calls about processing trauma and grief. And these are amazing and powerful. You can still sign up. You don't have to uh, to feel like you missed it if you didn't get on board. Uh, really taking you into a Plutonian space in order to heal something. 
you know, if there's a buried anger or grief or frustration, uh, this, this, this work will bring it up. And if there's an old pain that dogs you, this will, uh, this will bring it up and allow you to work through it consciously. And part of that has to do with uh, working with a programmed or energetically charged onyx crystal, which I've been offering for a couple of months now. So you can read about that through my site calendar, and also you can see the uh, the announcement in my blog. There are different posts about it, uh, processing trauma and grief calls. And if you can't make the calls themselves, they're Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific. You can get the MP3s, whether now or later. Those are going to be available as a resource in an ongoing way through my site. Well, for as long as my site is there. Uh, it's a really amazing, amazing process, and um, yeah, it's really spectacular. Uh, people are telling me that they are remembering things from decades ago, even other lifetimes, that made them feel disempowered. And because it's a focused on this Plutonian transformation, disempowerment and a sense of powerlessness are the kinds of things that we're going to heal through them. You know, is this the pain of this loss, this grief, is that stronger than I am? And if we kind of have a, a dance with it where we're not sure if we're stronger than that pain, then that pain will persist and that thing will loom large and we'll carry it and it'll come up in the same way with, uh, with certain events that are traumatic, uh, different ways, whether through chronic stress or through sudden events, both can create a trauma. So that's announcement number one. Number two, a new round of programmed labradorite crystals, energetically charged pieces. Uh, a new round is up uh, on my site. Best way to get there is to go to the store area of tdjacobs.com, and you can, when you click on the crystals page from the store, you'll see the five varieties that are available. And now there's this, you know, this this handful, I guess, uh, <laughs> charged tiger iron and red jasper. Uh, Shivalingams, uh, Labradorite, and Onyx. And so you can read all about those. Each page has uh, resources, free resources to read about them. Some of them have uh, audio that I've recorded while while programming or charging them. So anyway, the, the little variety there of, uh, of different stones that I'm offering, it is becoming a bigger part of my business because if you call me for a reading – I can tell you something about your process over and over again, and I can, you know, even tell you things you know, and you can say, right, right, I keep forgetting that, or it's it's challenging to align with this better version of telling that story or rewriting this narrative of what, what has happened to me and how I can heal this. You can do it over and over again. You can call me 10 times a year. You can call me every week for years, but if I have this empowered vibration in a crystal, which acts as a battery for these frequencies, then you can keep that in your pocket, in your purse, in your car, in your home, and you can have this anchor to actually change the thing that doesn't work. So that is the rationale behind uh, behind working with these crystals. So people are having amazing results. You can read some testimonials in my blog and on my site as well. So that's the other announcement is a brand new set of uh, laboratory things. I did go through an interesting um, – process uh during well we're in the middle of uh intuitive skills development courses so i have 10 people taking this class with me and during fifth chakra week which is in the throat center and that's where we uh surrender to an external truth 
or we try to uh, control things. And uh, and in many ways, the fifth chakra is the channeling chakra because you have to surrender to a higher version of truth, not just what you think is true, but you align yourself with something else. And I was guided to put labradorite pieces I had in the vibratory tumbler, and it was disastrous. <laughs> but I needed to do it, so I was guided to do it. Essentially, part of me said, gosh, I just, I just wasted that money or all that time, and, and now I don't have those to, to offer people. But the reality is my brain wanted to do it, and my guides saw that I wouldn't let it go until I saw that it was a bad idea. So they said, yes, go ahead and do that. That is in your – I actually asked them, is it in my highest good to tumble these pieces in the vibratory tumbler? And the answer was a very loud yes. So I did it. They got ruined. Great. <laughs> so so that was an interesting thing about surrendering to guidance that actually, um, you know, from my brain's point of view, didn't work and wasn't good, but it was actually for my highest good overall. I would still be thinking that it's a viable option if I hadn't found out very clearly that it isn't. So I actually purchased some um, massage wands, spheres, and also um, galets, which are handheld handheld pieces that are not dissimilar from the from the ones that I've been creating by hand, uh, you know, of tiger and red jasper. So anyway, so that's what you're going to see on my site. You're going to say, "Wow, Tom really uh, advanced his polishing skills." That's not true. Uh, I actually uh, actually went to a, a place here in town. Uh, the people uh, I met them at the gem show and loved what they were doing. And the pieces uh, from their minds in Madagascar had great energy. And then I found out that they were in Tucson, so I was able to bike down there the other day. So those are the announcements. Oh, actually, more details on the trip to um, Vancouver, BC, this coming April, and also Portland. Oregon after that. So the best way to, to look at that and get the details is to go to um, my blog, tdjacobs.com forward slash blog, and you can um, read the details. There's There are a couple different things happening in three places. Uh, obviously, uh, Vancouver, BC, Portland, Oregon, and Vancouver, Washington. So I'm calling this trip two Vancouver's and a Portland, which Kind of catchy. So uh, meditation, energy work, workshops, and some talks at a metaphysical expo uh, in Vancouver. Lots of different stuff from April 17th through May 4th. Go to my site to read about that. So let's jump into uh, looking at uh, <laughs> looking at Ted Cruz's chart. So as I said, he's the the youngest and the first, and um, you know, at, at a lot of different things, and he's certainly proven himself uh, in, in a variety of arenas, but I want to really look at the power of belief as it comes through his chart and talk about it in terms of Saturn and Sagittarius. I do feel um, I feel it's important to have respect for all beings, even like I you know I chose this guy to profile on the April Fool's show, and I kind of thought about um, you know because some of the things he says are absolutely foolish, which is kind of kind of why it fits. So. Um, I do have respect for all beings. I do look at him as a soul, just like everybody else. Whether I like somebody or I don't, whether somebody rubs me the wrong way or something goes strangely, I think it's really important to have respect for this soul's journey. So, you know, he gets some, he gets one of the 50 or so shows, you know, devoted to a look at his karmic chart, but he does come off as absolutely ridiculous and absurd if you, if you read about him. One of the, one of the loudest things 
that I that I've heard, one of the things that made me almost laugh and really inspired me to do this show for show on him, not for him. Well, I mean, if he's listening, he can certainly enjoy it. Um, was how he said if he uh, is to be elected president, he would abolish the IRS, not limit taxes or <clears throat> alter how that system works, but he would abolish the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service here in the U.S., and he would put all of those agents on the U.S.-Mexican border to enforce, uh, you know, to, to eradicate illegal immigration. So this kind of thing is what he's thinking about. And um, if you if you look him up, you'll find uh, articles that say things like, um, "Yes, this is what he really would do," and "Yes, it should scare you." So so he's kind of in one way kind of a comical figure because he he you can't tell if he's really thought through something or if he's just trying to you know get attention through a shock factor. Um, and as we explore his chart, we're gonna see we're gonna see some of that. So I'm gonna give you his birth date once again, December twenty second, nineteen seventy. We don't have a birth time, and it's in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. The first thing to look at is a south node in Leo, and the south node represents our karmic conditioning over many lives. It represents the nexus of agreements between souls that our soul makes in order to teach us how to be people. So every soul knows that its human baby self will be helpless and clueless in every life. So it makes this... um, in this conspiracy of love with other souls to provide it the, a particular kind of atmosphere in which to explore being a person. So it's home base in many lives. And it's kind of how we expect the world to be because it seems like it's always been that way. It represents uh, habits and preferences and a comfort zone that we will retreat to all the time. That's a south node for everybody. In this case, his is in Leo. So there's a sense of... Um, the whole family system and community he's part of, learning how to develop a healthy sense of ego, learning how to express the self. And when you see a South Node in Leo, <laughs> there's a there's a long-term journey to figuring out how to have a healthy ego. One of the main things that happens with this is that somebody in the family system is orbited as, as if a son, S-U-N. And uh, in his case, it's definitely his father who had a um, – uh, who became a born-again Christian when Ted was three years old. And his father actually um, left his previous profession and became a charismatic minister, which he still uh, works in that uh, profession today. So when he was a kid, his dad had this religious awakening. So that kind of that kind of um, tells us something, but his, you know, we're going to get to the aspects to the nodes in a moment. But to understand that, just looking at this chart, South and Leo – we know that Senator Cruz was born into a family in which the question of how to form – what's the right way to form an ego and what should one do with ego is, is a big question. Uh, lots of spiritual teachers may say uh, or do say that you have to move away from ego. And my thing with ego is please invest in, in your ego. Please nurture it and feed it, but please align it with what's – True for you, with what with with what vibrates as real and and resonant with your heart and your spirit. Um, so I don't think that I think that you can. Well, I just think there's this whole thing in in spiritual teachingdom where 
we're not quite sure as humans what to do with ego. And so for somebody like Senator Cruz and his family, it's like a bigger question. But we all, of course, have a son in our, in our charts. We all, of course, need to figure this out. But um, my recommendation is to invest in it but align it. And, and that's just that's just how I work with it. Uh, but we know that he's born into a family system where everybody's got this question in one way. And very often with the South and Leo, talking about somebody in the family having a really dominant personality, everyone else orbits. And it sounds like it was it was his his dad. It could be other people too. But when I work with clients with this, when I interview them and over the years, um, there's there's one person or there's a battle of wills between people competing in the family system, like. Well, it was my dad, but it was also my mom and her mom. You know, kind of like a competing of wills, or everybody had to kind of uh, make noise in order to uh, to try to get attention, or everybody was had some insecurity and was overcompensating, and and that's normal with a South Node in Leo because you're trying to figure out how to uh, develop a healthy sense of ego. So I'm going to take uh, the first break now. This is Tom Jacobs on the Soul's Journey. We're profiling uh, Senator uh, Ted Cruz doing Karmic Profile. Stick with me. I'll be right back. getting grounded what about cleaning up and improving your relationships with your body money and others energy worker and channel tom jacobs infuses crystals with the supportive clarifying and empowering energies of archangel metatron and ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin Charged Tiger Iron powerfully engages your first, second, and third chakras, while Charged Red Jasper activates Chakra 2. Users report improved sleep, deepened meditation, increased trust of their bodies, intuition, and spirit guides, better boundaries, and heightened confidence to follow their passions. Included with each charged piece are channeled resources and ongoing support from Tom Jacobs. Get your charged crystal at tdjacobs.com. You've heard Tom Jacobs, the host of CTR's The Soul's Journey, share insightful perspectives on astrology and spirituality, providing useful tools to help you make life better. Each month, Tom saves his most in-depth analyses for subscribers to his monthly service. Subscribers to tdjacobs.com receive a user's manual for each month when the sun changes sign. The sun's time in that sign, ingresses, retrogrades, major aspect patterns, and new and full moons are covered in depth and help you make the most of the present moment. A channeled meditation and a monthly call to pick Tom's brain are included as are a number of perks, exclusive materials, and savings on his classes and products. Read more and sign up monthly or yearly at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And tonight I'm talking uh, 
a bit of a karmic profile on Senator Ted Cruz, U.S. Um, politician, who's announced his candidacy uh, for the nomination for the Republican Party for the 2016 presidential election here in the U.S. And um, uh, giving some details on his chart now, and then I'm going to frame it in terms of um, – Saturn's passage through and also retrograde through right now, uh, sign of Sagittarius. So we talked about the Leo South node, and um, because of the thing about this thing about uh, revolving around or orbiting some strong personality in the family or in the community, people with the Leo South node have to deal with quite a lot of uh, uh, expectations of conformity, because there's a person whose word or will. Is the, is the word of the day or the decade or the lifetime. Like, this is how you do things. This is who we are. This is what you do. So there are lots of times dealing with conformity. Of course, the North Node in Aquarius, which is the opposite, um, North Node is always opposite the South, opposite the South Node, is about individuation and setting oneself apart from expectations. Um, but anyway, the South Node is, his comfort zone is a lot of going to be Leo energy. Well, a couple of uh, three squares, actually four squares of the nodes, uh, tell the story. And so uh, squares of the nodes are in roughly 90-degree aspect to the south node. Um, so what you do is you look at the axis, in this case 25 Leo and 25 Aquarius, and you look for something between um, 15 Leo Aquarius and 5 Virgo Pisces. I, I used a 10-degree orb. Uh, on either side of that. So in this case, something in, um, uh, like for example, Neptune at one Sagittarius, uh, is, is square these nodes. Uh, so sorry, I said, uh, Virgo Pisces, I meant Sagittarius Gemini. So, um, so essentially his, his Venus at 17 Scorpio, Jupiter at, at 25 Scorpio, and, uh, Neptune at one Sagittarius are square the nodes. And the other side of the chart in Taurus, uh, the asteroid Juno and retrograde Saturn and Taurus, those are also square the 25 degree south node in Leo. So your, your brain, if you're not used to using 10 degrees, might say that can't be right. And, and if you're accustomed to that, but you know, 25 minus 9 is 16. So I definitely count that, count that. And actually, after I looked at, uh, his chart for a minute, I kind of wondered why some of this looked familiar. And it's because, uh, Cruz is, about five weeks, about five weeks older than my sister. So some of this stuff, she has square the nodes, to, the Leo South node too. So as I was looking in his chart, I was kind of um, finding it really juicy uh, looking at my sister's chart too. Um, so a square of the node says there's an unresolved issue in my karmic history and in my family system. And the unresolved issue means I'm not quite sure the best thing to choose in this part of life or this way of being to create happiness and health. And I, I always talk with my students to the point where they can finish my sentences when I do this. Um, let's say there are seven key things that a person needs to figure out about how to do an energy. A person's probably really good at four or five of them. But to make to have success with a square to the nodes, you have to make learn to make the other choices and leave behind your your preferences and your um, assumptions about how you should behave. So in this case, Venus and Scorpio, uh, you know, working with a value system, choosing relationships, how he deals with money, what he thinks power is about. You know, uh, he's got to rethink some of those things in order to find success with that. And as, with a square to the nodes, it's often true 
that it's your karma overlapping with your families. So it's often true that what was modeled for you or what you were taught about this energy probably doesn't work for you, but you don't really get it. You just kind of do this thing over and over again, and it's just part of your worldview, and you can't figure out why you keep stubbing your toe against it or why you keep dropping that thing on your foot. And it's kind of like, why? You know, I keep doing the same thing over and over again, and it works, right? And so you have to learn that it doesn't work. You have to acknowledge that you need to make a new choice and you can break patterns through doing that. So for him, Venus in, in Scorpio, square the nodes. Uh, it, it's about honesty. It's truth. It's being aligned with your value system. Uh, Jupiter in Scorpio, belief and how you derive power for, from what you believe. Jupiter and Scorpio. And that is conjunct this Neptune and Sagittarius. And these two things really tell a lot of the story with him. But the Neptune and Sagittarius is um, – Neptune's about um, aligning with a higher truth and how we seek to connect with whatever we think is the divine or you know uh, all that is or, or whatever. And for some people, that's God you know, through religion, through spirituality. For some people, it's a – you know, uh, universal humanistic principle of we are all one or something like that. But essentially, this Neptune is ruled by Jupiter and Jupiter is with Neptune. It's next to it. It's conjunct. So belief and the power of belief is a gigantic story for him. It's, it's one of the biggest stories, stories that, that, that could ever be in his life. Um, and also I didn't mention, but the dwarf planet Vesta, at three and a half, Sagittarius is with that Neptune. And Vesta always adds a sense of religiosity to whatever it touches. We we take something with Vesta so seriously that we would never do it halfway. So we're either all in or we won't do it. And that you can even look at your chart and the charts of people you know where Vesta uh, is active. And you will see that the person may avoid that part of life. If so, it's because he or she takes it so seriously. There's such a sense of um, devotion is a key word for Vesta, being of service but devoted to being of service that uh, they don't they won't do it halfway. So you know they're not gonna you know kind of dip a toe in the water and then risk dishonoring this thing because they take it so seriously. That sense of religiosity or devotion. So issues of belief and value system. This, this guy in many lives is either avoiding that or all in. <laughs> so how he creates a value system, how he uh, figures out what's true for him, this is up for review in his life. He's got to see what the power of belief gets him. There's going to be more on this in a minute, but on the other side of the chart in mid in mid-Taurus – Saturn square the node says there's an unresolved issue about work, maturity, and authority. Now, I didn't mention this, but as a south node, south nodes in Leo, I always look to the ruler to tell me more about this person's individuality in many lives. So the south node in Leo, karma, he and his family share together. You know, the, the souls are in cahoots to create an, in, an environment or incubator for him. But his particular role in that family system is as a Capricorn. Sun is at zero Capricorn. Sun rules Leo. So he's from a Leo place, but he shows up as a Capricorn figure. Well, this is about maturity and authority, respect and ambition. It's about building things. It's Capricorn energy. So there's that layer in there that's important to understand. 
But the Saturn square of the nodes says, there's something about authority I don't get yet. There's something about being an adult. There's something about uh, – and in Taurus, uh, there's a sense of being um, uh, committed to uh, – well, also with the Junos about commitment. Uh, but there's a sense of um, committed to a certain value system that may or may not work. Um, so he is making a lot of noise in, in almost – I don't want to call the Tea Party thing a fringe element within the Republican Party, but I don't see in any time soon any Tea Party candidate winning uh, a presidential election unless something happens that makes you know 50.1% uh, of the U.S. voting population <laughs> – um, go into absolute capital A, absolute capital FM fear mode. You know, I don't, I don't see because it's all about this reactionary fear. They're, they're the, ex, they're the extremes of the conservative party. You know, one of the, con, the, the extreme corners of the, of the conservative party. So Saturn and Taurus is about conservatism. Saturn and Juno together in Taurus has been committed to something conservative. I don't want things to change is what Saturn and Taurus says. And I actually develop a sense of maturity through not allowing things to change. Now, now that can really catch up to somebody in a terrible way if they're not changing with the times, if they're not uh, – if the person's not allowing that change is actually good and real and you can't prevent it. So you can dig in your heels with Saturn and Taurus. You can dig in your heels. Um, but it's square the nose. So something about digging in one's heels – for him, is unresolved. He doesn't know everything he needs to know about it. So squares to the nodes, we can find ourselves getting ourselves into trouble with. Like I said, doing the same thing over and over again, saying to yourself, but I keep doing it perfectly over and over again. What's the problem? You know, And then the, the realistic view on what's actually happening is, but it's not working. So people with this many squares to the nodes either can be a little – have a little trepidation because they recognize with a certain kind of either surprise or humble or humility and surprise that what they're doing doesn't work and they need to learn something new or they can kind of proceed bombastically with the full measure of you know egoic self-confidence which is what he does with these energies um, you know he doesn't exhibit Anything that says I'm willing to evaluate what I believe, he's just full bore in it. You know, conforming to the karmic uh, conditioning uh, expectations of you know being born into a family where the father is uh, becomes born again at age three. Like there's a huge solar influence there. So you know the con conformist expectation of what kind of people we are based in that kind of. Uh, Waking up or that kind of conversion experience, however you want to talk about it, that kind of spiritual whatever it is, uh, whatever that you know, they, whatever the father that minister might describe that experience as being, um, well, a being born again, a rebirth is probably how he'd how he'd describe it. So we're looking at somebody who um, needs to learn to explore what it means to be powerful, and this about the this the squares of the nodes from Scorpio. And then we're also looking at somebody who needs to learn how to take a stand on certain issues for the right reasons at the right times. And that's the Saturn and Taurus with Juno square the nodes. Um, I want to I put focus back on the Jupiter-Neptune and belief 
And um, one of the things that that's, we want to be fair to all people, we all have Jupiter and Neptune together, or we all have Jupiter and Neptune. We don't all have these planets together, but we each have, uh, with Neptune, the need to surrender to something. I talked earlier about the fifth chakra, surrender to something true. Kind of works here, kind of fits. Um, we all have Jupiter, which is the need to believe. And regardless of what you know, what your life looks like, you carry beliefs. And uh, some of them work, some of them don't. Over time, you will find out that, you know, you're better off if you change a belief, you change that belief. People who do the work that I that I do with mediumship and channeling and evolutionary astrology and, uh, you know, spiritual counseling and coaching, belief is our bread and butter. Changing beliefs, you know, is what we do to point out you, you're creating something through the belief that you're carrying. And let's dig down into that cave to find out what that is and where that is. So uh, everybody's got, you know, beliefs that run his or her life. Now, how much power we give our beliefs is a separate issue. So if I try to embody kind of a beginner's mind, Zen mind, and I take things as they come, I'm surrendered to you know, some version of truth that allows that, you know, things are in constant flux and allows that, you know, if somebody doesn't like me, I shouldn't take it personally because we're all spiritual beings learning from each other. Other people are reflecting all these different principles that, that I may bring in to this show and my work in general. Well, those are all beliefs too. Now, they help us look at uh, other kinds of beliefs like everybody hates me, the world is not supportive, whatever, you know, or um, because this happened to me when I was young, then therefore this is true. You know, we all have these beliefs, but our option is to upgrade and change them over time. And as I'm as I'm pointing out with with Senator Cruz, he has the option of changing beliefs and upgrading beliefs. But often, to be frank with you, people don't do this until they crash and burn because of the beliefs that they've been working with. And when uh, Jupiter or a planet in Sagittarius is square the nodes, <laughs> uh, there is a call to at least recognize with some uh, openness and humility that you may tend to go a little overboard on beliefs. Like the square to the nodes says, the way I've done this in a bunch of lives doesn't work. I need to relearn how to do this. This is actually really ironic. I'm distracted by myself because I, I did a, an energy work. Uh, session slash reading for a client today who had uh, Jupiter in Aries square his Capricorn south node and I was and I was going down into his um, his energy field and I was digging around in his emotional body because he had a, a, a um, an unidentifiable uh, some kind of health situation for the last five years after being a competitive athlete his whole life and being very very physical and very um, you know, conditioned and trained and, and active and athletic, he uh, developed this this situation. It caused his, him and his family to need to move to a different part of the country, and then something else happened. And anyway, so I was looking at this, and I saw that it was a that it was a manifestation of him to need to learn to slow down, listen to his body, you know, relate to himself emotionally, look at needs, all this. But one of the things in there was uh, the hair trigger with Jupiter square the nodes, the hair trigger between optimism and pessimism. And this is, and that's, it's also relevant here, uh, with Ted Cruz because, um, when Jupiter square the nodes, you may put all of your, your, um, faith in life, faith in yourself, 
uh, faith in this, the outcome of this wager, uh, or, or faith that I can actually, um, you know, span this chasm. I can actually jump between these buildings. <laughs> like you put all your faith in something and in some lives, it's not going to work out. In some lives, you're going to, f- to have, you know, put all your eggs in one basket and then a, a steamroller runs over the basket and you're standing there saying, well, oh, wait, wait, those were all the eggs and it's over. And so there can be a loss of faith. And so on that note, I want to keep talking about that with Cruz and then Saturn and Sagittarius. Uh, when we come back, this is Tom Jacobs on the Soul's Journey profiling as Senator uh, Ted Cruz for April Fool's Day. Uh, stick with me. I'll be right back. getting grounded what about cleaning up and improving your relationships with your body money and others energy worker and channel tom jacobs infuses crystals with the supportive clarifying and empowering energies of archangel metatron and ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin Charged Tiger Iron powerfully engages your first, second, and third chakras, while Charged Red Jasper activates Chakra 2. Users report improved sleep, deepened meditation, increased trust of their bodies, intuition, and spirit guides, better boundaries, and heightened confidence to follow their passions. Included with each charged piece are channeled resources and ongoing support from Tom Jacobs. Get your charged crystal at tdjacobs.com. You've heard Tom Jacobs, the host of CTR's The Soul's Journey, share insightful perspectives on astrology and spirituality, providing useful tools to help you make life better. Each month, Tom saves his most in-depth analyses for subscribers to his monthly service. Subscribers to tdjacobs.com receive a user's manual for each month when the sun changes sign. The sun's time in that sign, ingresses, retrogrades, major aspect patterns, and new and full moons are covered in depth and help you make the most of the present moment. A channeled meditation and a monthly call to pick Tom's brain are included as are a number of perks, exclusive materials, and savings on his classes and products. Read more and sign up monthly or yearly at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is uh, Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And tonight we're talking about uh, karmic profile, giving you a karmic profile of uh, Senator Ted Cruz. So what I was saying is that um, the, the optimism-pessimism switch with people with Jupiter square the nodes or a planet with in Sagittarius square the nodes um, can be really, really severe where the power of optimism can be there. But if something goes wrong, the power of pessimism might take over. And it might be, a hair, like I say, a hair-trigger switch that um, if the person believes in what he or she is doing, the sky's the limit. But if an obstacle arises, you know, that can actually dash hopes against the rocks of reality or something. And um, 
in a in a scenario where Jupiter's in Scorpio conjunct Neptune and Sagittarius. So this is obviously a uh, very late 1970s. So you can think about people who were born uh, around that time and look up their charts. There's this this orientation toward the power of belief where they may not be sure if they can afford to believe anything. Dot dot dot. <laughs> Or they may not be sure they can afford not to believe in something completely and totally. So this is an empowerment journey through the lens of belief is what they're doing, what they're experiencing. So with him, you know, I say this with respect for his soul's journey. The best thing that can happen for him from the soul's point of view is that he goes all in full bore, you know, <laughs> All the way with what he believes and then crashes and burns in some way in order to reevaluate what the beliefs have gotten him. Um, but what goes with this signature is also a kind of um, wearing blinders, myopia, just kind of tuning out, like putting the fingers in the ears. And like you heard on the show last week when I was doing the game with the audio thing, la, 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 I can't hear you. Like that is actually something that can uh, come up with this. But people with his signature essentially need to have what they believe in dashed against the rocks of uh, practical reality so they can evaluate the power of belief and what their beliefs have gotten them. So on that note, uh, Saturn's in Sagittarius, almost including its a uh, dip back into uh, Scorpio, which is going to happen in the next few months. It's an almost three-year or just about three-year uh, transit from when it first entered Sagittarius to when it leaves. And um, it started in December, by the way. It started in, uh, in uh, December. What it is about, Saturn's always a reality check. Saturn's, Saturn in transit says, are you realistic about this? Are you mature? Are you grounded? Are you serious about this thing? But also, are you realistic? And so when Saturn transits come around for individuals, often feel, um, uh, you know, a little put out or a little weighted down because the questions that Saturn asks include, um, are you doing this the correct way? And then you say, well, I've always done it that way. Saturn says, yeah, that's not what I asked you. Is it the right way? And we take that uh, if we're prone to self-judgment or self-criticism or that those things from others, we might take that as critical and judging. But in fact, it's a reality check. Did Saturn says, did, did you look at this thing? And you have the option of saying, you know, just admitting with humility, well, you know, did I look at that thing? And saying, well, actually, maybe I didn't. Maybe I, maybe I could have done more homework or, or looked at that from a different perspective or, or uh, gone through a process that, that taught me something over time and not just assumed something or just picked something up because I needed to be picking something up. So Saturn and Sagittarius is asking us all, uh, what are your beliefs getting you? And that's kind of like what this whole show so far after the announcements has led to, because this is what I wanted to get to. You know, I say the best thing from the soul's perspective for Senator Cruz is for him to look at the power of these beliefs that indicate he's wearing blinders. You know, to look at the power of those beliefs, because look at how far he's gotten, it, you know, being the first this, the youngest that, excelling in, in, uh, in school. Um, I mean, he has quite a biography. 
you know, quite a, quite a biography. He's kind of, if you, know, you just look at him on paper, he's kind of an inspirational figure. Um, but then you hear about these, these really kind of myopic and kind of, um, things that he hasn't really thought through because he's not thinking because he is working through the lens of, of being seriously 100% committed to beliefs. And then we see in his chart, he needs to rethink how that works. But, but, you know, he's kind of an impressive figure on paper. And, uh, you know, he's in his first term in the Senate. He's a junior senator from Texas. He's in his first term. Um, you know, so from the soul's perspective, you know, he is not successful yet. This is really important to understand because the soul doesn't view being elected to Congress as successful. The soul doesn't view being the first in this, the youngest in that, the best in this as as an indication of success. The soul expects you or, or, or just holds space for you to learn the right way to make choices so that you are working not from fear but from love. Every, every human journey is a journey to go from the default of making choices based in fear because we perceive we're separated from source, that we're separated from each other, that there's not enough or that we have to protect or defend or close our border, whatever it is, like, like the soul does not see, uh, these divisions and support them. The soul is like, well, this is part of the human journey to learn about what love is and how to be powerful because we love, not because we're afraid or because we fear each other. We don't know the other or think that we're different from they are because the skin color, the language, the politics, the whatever. So from his soul's point of view, the best thing is for his beliefs to get him to the top of the game and not make it, to get into the presidential election and not win. That would be part of the journey for his soul to say, yeah, this is success because he needs to learn how to evaluate his beliefs with realism and not just go full bore committed to a conservative position, just digging in your heels to dig in your heels or or believing this thing just because you want something to believe in. The power of belief is important. So collectively, we're in Saturn, Saturn's retrograde, five-month retrograde period in Sagittarius. It will dip back into Scorpio. And this is about evaluating what those beliefs are. As I said, Saturn in Sagittarius in general says, you know, did you, did you consider where that belief came from? Okay. You know, are you realistically looking at what that creates, what your belief creates? You know, recognizing that every human is guided by belief or living through a lens that indicates beliefs. How's it going? Where'd the belief come from? Do, do you like what you're creating through that belief? You know, that, that, those are the kind of questions in general. During the five-month retro period, the, the, we're in this natural revisiting period of where the belief came from. The best thing you know you can do for yourself right now is to allow yourself to be aware of what belief is actually running this part of your life or that situation. What idea? Because we actually have beliefs that we think are ideas. And so what idea? What belief? What, what vision is another part of it? What vision have I used to get me, get myself where I am now? Realistically looking at what those things are and where they came from. And then, here's the kicker, take responsibility for changing it if it doesn't work or for changing it, upgrading it, 
maturing it, Saturn keyword is maturing, if it's getting you something that you don't like. So that's the picture for all of this. And I think, I think, uh, I think Senator Cruz is kind of a, um, he's emblematic. His life is emblematic of this, of these issues. And he has, uh, really risen to prominence, you know, with this. He's the first, uh, person to announce he's uh, seeking the nomination for his party for the presidential, uh, uh, race. And, um, you know, he, I think he, he shows us one version of uh, the power of belief. Now, somebody else might refuse to believe anything, thereby exhibiting an orientation or, you know, revealing an orientation to the power of belief. And it could go either way. You can't tell from his chart which he is, you know, which, which side of the, the belief fence, either all in or I'm going to, I'm going to sit this one out because I don't want to, um, get caught up in the muck or the mire of something that I might not really be into. You know, he's not out. He's definitely all in, you know, with his, uh, conservative, uh, religious, religion inspired perspectives. Um, with people like this also, it's important to realize, uh, in Saturn transiting through Sagittarius now is asking us to, to work with this, this, these questions that I'm about to describe. Uh, there is an issue of the power of belief, as I said, and what it gets you and what lens you're working through because every human is operating through a lens of belief. But what happens when Sagittarius goes a little too far or Jupiter energy is that you can't reason with the person because that person already knows what he or she believes and believes it so strongly. You can't reason with people who are overly Sagittarian. And I admit with my Sagittarius stellium, including South Node, Ruler Moon, uh, and Mercury, Neptune, and Lilith. I, I admit to that. Sometimes I feel like I might be like that. And sometimes um, people actually, I've gotten lately some suggestions from listeners for, um, you know, for, for guests, you know, hey, you know, uh, you might, you might like having this person on, like an individual thing, not like separate or in addition to the blasts I get from like marketing companies saying, you want to talk to Fred so and so who's got an amazing product, uh, you know, um, or an amazing book or whatever. But I've gotten some other suggestions, and it's like, um, yeah, part of me is like, but that doesn't fit with what I do here. And part of it, anyway, I got to look at that. But that's something that that I'm trying to do as Saturn's on my Neptune, right, to um, make sure that I'm not myopic, because when we have a strong Sagittarius influence, we may find ourselves myopic and unable to be reasoned with. So anyway, it, it, it Sagittarius is about belief, and it's also you know, and the caution is to make sure we're not uh, headed so fast in our own direction that's based on our beliefs that we can't be reasoned with, or we can't be, uh, you know, we can't be, um, you know, so to speak, interfered with. And Cruz cannot be interfered with. And by the way. Uh, because of the power of his beliefs and his orientation. And, until he either gets what he wants and he f- tries to figure out how to do something different or it crashes and burns and he's like, you know, now what? But what I want to say is the title of the show, Compromises for Losers. This is not a quote from him. I want to be fair. It's from a journalist I heard interviewed who'd written a book about him. Journalist who met him, uh, during the, the Gore v. Bush, um, uh, Supreme Court 
thing that that ended up uh, deciding in favor of, of Bush to be that the next president. Uh, he met him then and had been following him. And 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 this interview in this interview asked uh, if you could just summarize the tone of you know the presidential campaign he's likely to uh, develop and unfold. What would it be? And the journalist said compromises for losers and that stuck with me i just could and that it, it perfectly encapsulates this um uh saturn and tour saturn in the sign of being conservative like the planet of um you know uh, i'm gonna freight train through this because this is what i want to do and the sign of i don't like things to change in conservatism with juno the asteroid of commitment and then opposing these uh, Jupiter Neptune uh, square the nodes and Scorpio and Sagittarius and of course Vesta with the Neptune. I take this so seriously. So he's not somebody who can be reasoned with, and he's not somebody who is going to find a middle ground on any issue. And essentially, the people who um, maybe might really, after they hear what he says and kind of get a you know, not just an idea of what he said or something, but if you really look into him and you and you really want him to be you know, uh, the 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 ex- chief executive officer of the U.S. You you might um, you know you might be somebody who um, also doesn't want to be reasoned with. Like it's like we want firm leadership, but we do we want somebody who's kind of like a religious inspired dictator? And we're going to find out that we don't. We definitely don't. But sometimes to fix certain problems, you know, we might think we want that. But he's definitely not somebody who could ever be reasoned with before his whole dealio is dashed against the rocks of reality. But with this orientation toward uh, being really um, focused on belief and really clear that what he believes is right, which can happen with this kind of chart signature, um, uh, it's possible that he would not be open to interpreting that being dashed against the rocks as anything indicating that he should change or grow or evolve because he's pretty set in what he thinks is true. So I think we can take him as a, as a poster child for um, really looking at what we think is true and how much power we give our beliefs because if we can't be reasoned with, if we can't hear other people, if we can't listen to other people, and he has Venus and Scorpio square the nodes, listening is hard for him because he doesn't want to hear it. Uh, Venus square the nodes can be a, a an unresolved issue about not listening to people or listening too much. Obviously, he's not listening too much to other people. Um, anyway, so he does have a lever moon, by the way, too, which is also important for that. I didn't even get into that or the, anyway, so this is, we're coming up to the end of the show. Um, and you know, I almost threw in John Cameron Mitchell. Another person associated with Texas, and you can look him up. Maybe I'll do I'll do a pro- profile of him soon. With an extremely conservative father who was a, a, a major general in the U.S. Army, who came out of the closet. Who he's the author and star of Hedwig and the Angry Inch. So anyway, anyway, two different responses to a powerful father figures. But anyway, um, I'm Tom from tdjacobs.com. Thanks for listening. You can rate the podcast on iTunes. Uh, you can subscribe to it. You can also get the archive through tdjacobs.com. And uh, keep in touch. Keep in touch. Bye-bye. 